The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Bupa, supporting the health of millions of Australians because life happens. Find out more at bupa.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 7th of July. In your Squiz today, the New South Wales and Victorian border closes, deadly flooding in Japan, China accuses the UK of interference and the Dalai Lama releases an album. This is your Squiz today. We're at another once in a hundred years event thanks to COVID-19. The border between New South Wales and Victoria will officially close at midnight tonight in an effort to contain Victoria's COVID-19 spike. There are 55 possible points of border crossing between the country's two most populous states and New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has described the task as mammoth. Still lots of details to be ironed out, Claire, but firstly, why are we now at this step? We're at that step because as New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said yesterday, what is occurring in Victoria at the moment has not occurred elsewhere in Australia and it's a new part of the pandemic. And she says, as such, it requires a new type of response. New South Wales and Victoria have been adamant about keeping that border open, but these new circumstances where the spiking cases, particularly in those suburbs of Melbourne have been considerably concerning enough for that border to be shut down to try and isolate Victoria from the rest of the country to limit the spread. You're from Albury, Claire. How difficult is it going to be to actually close the border? Yeah, anyone that comes from that sort of area or really anywhere along these border towns, you know just how porous that is. It's not uncommon for people to live on one side of the border, have their kids go to school on the other side, work a bit further down. And yeah, it's it's a real thing. It's going to be very difficult, no doubt, in the initial stages. But what authorities say is that they'll iron out a system where there'll be permits so that people who need to travel on essential business uh, can continue to do that. Victoria recorded 127 new coronavirus cases yesterday, which makes it the highest daily increase in the pandemic in that state so far. Two Victorian men also died over the weekend, which takes our national death toll up to 106 people. The state could be looking at further lockdowns of postcodes as more cases come to light. It's definitely a developing situation. Over to Japan and at least 50 people have died after heavy rains caused flooding and landslides in the southern island of Kyushu, Claire. More people are missing there too. Some really terrible scenes included in that death toll are a number of people from nursing homes. They were unable to be saved. Very sadly, tens of thousands of firefighters and military personnel have gone to that area to try and help with that effort to keep people safe. But it is still raining there and that bad weather is continuing to hamper efforts. People are sheltering in evacuation centres, which is of course difficult as they also try to contain COVID-19. Claire, speaking of COVID, we've had that this year, bushfires, there were killer hornets in the US. Should we have been expecting an outbreak of the bubonic plague? Probably could have really, if you were going to put it on the list of likely (laughs) things to happen. We've got floods in Japan, bubonic plague in Mongolia, coronavirus everywhere else. It really is starting to get a bit biblical, really. But Chinese (laughs) officials have issued a health warning in Mongolia. The bubonic plague has popped up a couple of times there, but this new warning uh, is at the lower end of the warning scale, but there has been a ban put on the hunting and eating of animals that could carry the plague, including rodents. 
In the Middle Ages, the Black Death, as the bubonic plague was known, killed about 50 million people. So it was responsible for the worst pandemic in history. These days, though, while it can be fatal, it's now treatable with common antibiotics and experts say it's unlikely to lead to another epidemic. Still in international news, and China is accusing the UK of gross interference following the UK's plan to offer up to 3 million Hong Kongers a path to British citizenship following the implementation of the new national security law in Hong Kong. China's ambassador to the UK has called that offer irresponsible. The UK, though, has said that it believes that that new security law that has been imposed on Hong Kong is in breach of the agreement that was struck when the British handed back that territory to Beijing in 1997. Their Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab says that they want a positive relationship with China, but the issue is one of trust. We do have a squeeze shortcut on Hong Kong, which we've mentioned before, I know, but I will put that link in your show notes if you've got 10 minutes to get across Hong Kong's history with Britain and why they were offering that path to citizenship. Back home now, and the shake-up to the legal profession following the inquiry into former High Court Judge Dyson Hayden continues. More than 500 women have signed an open letter calling for reforms to address the quality, integrity and diversity in judicial appointments. What they're calling for really is a say in those judicial appointments, but also bodies that can deal with complaints. There's been plenty of people at the top tiers of the legal system in the last couple of weeks put their hand up to say say that there really aren't the mechanisms there for dealing with complaints, particularly when women claim that they're being harassed by judges. Uh, That's something that they're looking to seek to address. But of course, the Commonwealth government and other governments really hold very tightly to those judicial appointments. So we'll see whether anything comes of that. And one of Australia's most well-known chefs has announced his retirement. Neil Perry is hanging up the professional apron after 40 years in the kitchen. He has had a lot of successful ventures across his career. Probably the three most prominent recent ones are Rockpool, which does great steaks and classic sort of mm-hmm. bistro fare, um, Spice Temple, which does modern Chinese, and Rosetta, which is Italian. Uh, he is quite iconic. He has a a ponytail that is well known, yeah. uh, as well as, of course, just being very prolific, particularly uh, in the kitchen as well as in business. One of your favourite recipes of his is a moussaka. I make it regularly. It's a really good recipe, that one. It looks pretty delish. We've popped a link to that in the Squiz Today email. Someone who's not retiring and trying out new ventures instead, the Dalai Lama is releasing his first music album on his 85th birthday. What else would you do on your 85th birthday? I guess it's (laughs) someone who pushes those boundaries quite a bit. Um, He has released an album that is 11 tracks of teachings and well-known mantras set to music. Look, it might be your thing. It's probably not mine, Larissa, but (laughs) look, if that floats your boat, it might be a nice way to celebrate his 85th if it does it came out yesterday what's the subject line that you have for us today look gone for neil perry and a fairly recent song larissa this morning i've got justin bieber and the lyric is um, stay in the kitchen cooking up cut your own bread that's exactly what neil perry has done forever cooking up what 
<laughs> the lyric is stay in the kitchen, cooking up, cut your own bread. Oh, right. Okay. God, I'm out yeah. of touch with the babes. I'm out of touch with music from the 80s. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it's from a song called Intentions. It's, it's a very new one. It's even on the radio at the moment. Oh, so there you go. Don't put the radio on much these days. So that's my excuse and I'm <laughs> the sticking to it. <laughs> that's all from us today have a good tuesday and we will be back with you tomorrow the squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed sign up at thesquiz.com.au this week our podcast is brought to you by aware super as one of australia's largest profit for member super funds they have a range of helpful tools like their my retirement planner which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there and better still it's free for all read the pds and tmd at aware.com.au